Matthew chapter 5, guys, we're going to be in that section. Uh, if you have little subheadings in your Bible like mine, it is labeled Oaths. It begins in verse 33. Uh, I also want to let you know that we will be, as last week, uh, we're also going to be skipping around to another section of Matthew, Matthew chapter 23. So if you want to put a thumb in 23 and turn to chapter 5, verse 33, that's wonderful. We'll be in both of those sections. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, starting in verse 33, Jesus says again, You have heard that it was said. This is the pattern of the antithesis. Again, you've heard that it was said to the people long ago, Do not break your oath, but keep the oath that you have made to the Lord. Now, just a side note here, uh, that's not scripture, what Jesus says, by the way. A lot of the other things he says, you have heard that it was said. He's actually quoting actual scripture. Here he's not even quoting scripture because, again, the oral tradition has come in and, and, and they've just taken all the teachings of God and all the laws of God and kind of mumbled and jumbled them in to, to these real basic principles and, 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 uh, and then created their own law off of the basic principles. So we're going to get to that. But, but he says, but I tell you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool. Or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. Simply let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Comes from the evil one. Four things I want to share with you this morning uh, about oaths and, and uh, in the title there of our, our, our sermon this morning morning it's not about oaths it's about lying uh four things i want to share with you this morning here's the first i want you to see this morning that uh, there is no need or place for an oath in ordinary conversation first thing we learn as we study this passage there is no need or place for an oath in ordinary conversation now to understand what jesus is saying and what jesus is not saying here in this passage we kind of have to know what's going on and the nation of israel at this point in history and, uh, and we already know kind of what, what they've done, that they, they're making the law manageable, they're, they're, uh, they're believing in oral tradition, they're building the, 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 the fence around the Torah, meaning they're adding their own laws and those kind of things. Uh, so so how, do, how does that flesh itself out when it comes to this topic of oaths, okay? And so to understand that, we just need to read the Scripture. Uh, scripture is usually a pretty good identifier of what's going on. Uh, and so let, let's look at the Scriptures here. Uh, again, in, in verse 33, it says... Uh, Again, you've heard that it was said to the people long ago, don't break your oath, but keep the oaths that you have made to the Lord. But I tell you, don't swear at all, get this, either by heaven for it's God's throne or by earth for it's his footstool or by Jerusalem for it's his city or, 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 uh, or by your head because you can't even make your hair black or white. And so if we break that down, we, we clearly see that the Jews were swearing on these things. Okay, the Jews would swear on heaven, they would swear on earth, they would swear on Jerusalem, they, they would swear on, on their head. And, and scripture gives us even more examples than that. If you turn to Matthew chapter 23, uh, Matthew chapter 23, starting in verse 16, uh, Jesus kind of addressing the same people. Um, and, and he's going to talk about, again, this thing of oaths and swearing. And uh, starting in verse 16, he says, woe to you, blind guides. Uh, this Matthew 23, verse 16, woe to you, blind guides. You, you say if anyone swears by the temple, it means nothing. But if anyone swears by the gold in the temple, he's bound by his oath. You, you blind fools, which is greater, the gold of the temple uh, or, or, or the temple that makes the gold sacred? You, you also say if anyone swears by the altar, it means nothing. But if anyone swears by the gift on the altar, he is bound by his oath. You blind men. 
Which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? Therefore, he who swears by the altar swears by it and everything on it. And he who swears by the temple swears by it and by the one who dwells in it. And he who swears by heaven swears by God's throne and by the one who sits on it. Again, we we see the contextual picture here in the history of Israel. They're, They're swearing on heaven. They're swearing on earth. They're swearing on Jerusalem. They're swearing on their head. They're swearing on the temple. They're swearing on the gold of the temple. They're swearing on the altar. They're swearing on the gift on the altar. They're swearing by the temple itself. And they're swearing. Swearing by heaven, they are swearing by everything under the sun, and, and, and they're swearing by it all of the time. This business of oaths has gotten out of hand during this time in Jerusalem. It became commonplace for the Jews to make these pacts and these oaths on even the most trivial matters so that suddenly everything that you talked about had to be elevated to an oath. And, and, and to make it worse, they, they developed their own law code. Okay, this is the building the fence around the tour. They developed a a, a huge, I mean, it's not like a a small law code, a massive law code about these oaths and and, and what you swore on. And get this, according to the law code, there were certain things that if you swore on, you you had to fulfill, right, under the law, or, or, or you could basically be thrown in jail. You had to legally keep. But there were other oaths, other things that you could swear by that you did not have to legally keep them. And Jesus walks into this situation and he says, listen. Oh, you that would label yourselves children of God. Enough. Enough. This is this is ridiculous. He, he, he says, listen, I, I know what you've heard, which isn't scripture, by the way. He says, listen, I, I know that what you what you've heard and I, I know what you've been taught regarding these oaths and these promises. I know your law code, but I tell you now it's ridiculous. You walk around swearing on anything and everything all of the time. And I say to you, no more. Don't swear at all. It's not needed in your daily conversation. Now, some people would hear that and they'd say, OK, pastor, I, I get it. But why do you add, why do you add that identifier, your ordinary conversations? What, why do you add that? Shouldn't you just say that, 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 uh, that oaths are never necessary? Well, he, let me tell you why I add that. Remember that guy, Origen? Remember we were talking about adultery, right? That passage, and Jesus says, I tell you the truth. If your hand causes you to sin, it's better to cut it off. And your eye causes you to sin, it's better to gouge it out. Remember the guy, Origen, and what he did? Remember, it's not, not good. Uh, and, and he later greatly regretted the fact that he made himself a eunuch because who wouldn't regret that? And, um, and, and so remember that guy? And what, what did he do? He, he failed to interpret scripture in context of the whole of God's word. And, and so, so here's what I want you to understand. Throughout the history of the church, there are many people that have gone to this passage. And, and because they've, they've taken it out of context, that means you know, they, they, they've stripped it out of the whole full contextual evidence of the Bible. Um, it's led to some problems for them, okay? Specifically, and, and, and I love the Anabaptists, and, and if you want to know how we got to be modern-day Baptists, there's a mix of Anabaptists and free churchmen, and it's a whole thing, and we can explain that someday to you. Uh, but but basically, they, they were great men and women, okay? And, and they, were these, they, they, they baptized again because they studied Scripture, and coming out of the Reformation, they realized they weren't saved, and they got saved, and they realized that in Scripture, nobody was ever baptized before they were saved. And so they baptized themselves again, and they killed them for it, right? And... Uh, 
anyway, and so, but, but they had these great stances on Scripture, and they, the soul of Scripture, you know, it's just going to be about Scripture. Well, they got to this passage, and they kind of just stuck in this passage. And so they said, that, well, listen, here it says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Therefore, you can never take an oath, right? And, and the Puritans followed in their footsteps, and the Quakers followed in their footsteps, and, and, and these, uh, many of these men and women, they would never take an oath. And when they got called to the court of law, if you refuse to, to testify under oath, well, you can be held in contempt. And a lot of these people were, were unjustly, you might say, or justly. They thought it was unjustly. But, but they, were, they were shackled in, in prison because they wouldn't take an oath. Um, now, they might label that persecution. Remember, we talked about real persecution. Sometimes we're persecuted because we're being religious, not because we're following Jesus. Um, and so you, you got to take, so I, I want to tell you why that identifier. Okay, and, he, and here's why, okay? There, there's scriptural evidence that there are times and places that oaths are okay. Uh, first and foremost, the Old Testament is, is actually, has several uh, legitimate oaths. All right? The Old Testament has several legitimate oaths. Number two, Jesus uh, is condemning here oaths in ordinary conversation. Jesus never actually condemns uh, speech that's used in court. He doesn't. He's talking about ordinary, commonplace. I mean, this is the heart, the context of what he's saying is you're walking around swearing on the temple and you're swearing on the temple about something that doesn't matter. That's that's the context. Why, 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 why would you ever swear on the temple about, you know, how many hairs you have on your head or, or about who's going to win the game later or about what? Why are you doing this? This is this is ridiculous. OK. And, and so it was it was never really about a law kind of language. It was always about commonplace, ordinary stuff. Number three, and this this is the biggest for me. You know, Jesus actually testified under oath. Right. He, he's, he's standing up. The high priest placed him under oath and says, tell us, are you the Christ? Right. To watch Jesus speaks. He speaks under oath. He does it freely. Christians, ding, 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 right? Study in context. So, so I, I just want you to take that. That's pretty important. And, and the last one, Jesus and Paul both um, emphasize the truth of their statements at times. Jesus would say things like, truly, truly, I say to you, right? Paul would, would actually use the phrase, I don't want you to misuse it, but he uses the phrase a few times in his ministry, with God as my witness, Okay? I write these things, I tell you these things, and it's used as, as extra emphasis. But here's the deal. It's only on solemn occasions. It's only on solemn occasions. So the first thing that you have to know and understand as you study this section of Scripture is that there is absolutely no need or place for an oath in ordinary conversation. It's just not necessary. That's the first thing that Jesus teaches us. Number two, number two as we study this Scripture, we learn that integrity negates the need for oaths. Integrity negates the need for oaths. Look at verse 34 and then at verse 37 with me together. Verse 34, he says, but I tell you, do not swear at all. Now, why should we not swear at all? Well, you go down to verse 37. He says, simply let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. So Jesus says, don't swear at all. Why? Because your yes should be yes and your no should be no. He's answering the question. Why should I not swear? Because your yes should always mean yes. And your no should always mean no. If you're a man or a woman of integrity, you don't have to make an oath. That's the point. Merriam-Webster defines integrity in, in several ways. Uh, they've got a handful of definitions. I want to share with you my favorite. Uh, my favorite definition of integrity is this from Merriam-Webster. The quality or state of being complete or undivided. The quality or state of being complete 
or being undivided. If we go back to that passage in Matthew chapter 23, uh, where we just were, I'm going to read this to you one more time, 16 through 22, as, as Jesus is speaking to these scribes and Pharisees. And I want, to see, I want you to see what he's saying. He says, Woe to you blind guides! You, you say if anyone swears by the temple, it means nothing. But if anyone swears by the gold in the temple, that he is, is bound to his oath. You, you blind fools, which is greater, the gold or, or the temple that makes the gold sacred? You also say, if anyone swears by the altar, it means nothing. But if anyone swears by the gift on it, that he's bound by the oath, you blind men, which is greater, the, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred. Therefore, he who swears by the altar swears by it and everything on it. And he who swears by the temple swears by it and by the one who dwells in it. And he who swears by heaven swears by God's throne and by the one who sits on it. Now, if you, you, you got to see what Jesus is saying to the scribes and the Pharisees. He's saying, I, I don't care what your man-made law says. You, you can't, you can't pick and, and choose what is and what's not okay or, or significant. He says, you can't compartmentalize what is and what's not in God's presence. That's the heart of what he just said in Matthew 23. He says, wait, wait a second. You say that, 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 that it's, it's not about the altar, but it, it's about the gift on the altar. You say it's not about the temple, but it's about the gold in the temple. See, they're picking and choosing which of those things is significant unto God. And Jesus says, you can't do that with God. You can't compartmentalize with God because God is everywhere and over everything. Therefore, you can't pick and choose what's important. You see it? God is everywhere and it's all in his presence. Therefore, I want you to write this down because of that, because God is everywhere and everything is in his presence. Because of that, the truth is important at all times in all situations. It's important at all times in all situations. That's who we're called to be as children of God, people whose yes always means yes and whose no always means no. And if we are those kind of people, if we are those kind of people, there's no need to, to swear on our mother's grave. There's no need to cross our hearts and hope to die and stick a needle in our eye. There's, there's, there's no need to, to, to do those kind of things. Integrity negates the need for that kind of stuff. It, it negates the need for us. It just does. Number three. This may be tough for you, but I'm just going to say we have no collateral to swear by, which makes our oaths just plain blasphemous. Let that sink in for a second. We have no collateral to swear by, which makes our oaths blasphemous. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry I'm flipping back and forth, but again, back in Matthew 5, Jesus goes through this in, in, in verse 34, but I, I tell you, don't swear at all, either by heaven for it's God's throne or by earth for it's his footstool or by Jerusalem for it's the city of the great king. And don't swear by your head because you can't make even one hair white or black. Just let your yes be yes and your no be no. You break that down. He says, don't swear by heaven. Why? Because it's God's throne. Don't swear by earth. Why? Because it's God's footstool. Don't swear by Jerusalem. Why? Because it's God's city. Don't swear by your own head. Why? Because that's God's too. 
Because, because that's God's too. And, and here's the point, guys. When we swear on something or by something, by heaven or by earth, what we're actually saying, and maybe you didn't realize you're saying this, but what we're actually saying is, may heaven or earth be destroyed if I don't keep my word. And, and, and the problem with that is that heaven and earth don't belong to you, and they don't belong to me. They belong to God and to God alone, and He is the only one that has the authority to destroy them. And, and, and to take an oath on, on, and swear on something that belongs to God is blasphemous, because when we do that, we're putting ourselves in His place as Lord of all, as if somehow we have authority over anything. And we don't. And we don't. It's a big deal. So we can't cross our hearts and hope to die, stick a needle in our eye. We can't swear on our mother's graves. We, we can't do that because we don't have authority over those things. We have no collateral. Psalm 24, 1 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all who live in it. It is His. It is His collateral. It is His possession. It's not ours. Alright? Finally, I want you to see this morning. Last one I'll share with you is that, that God desires truth in our innermost being. I mean, the heart of everything is found right here in verse 37. Uh, verse 37, it says... Simply let your yes be yes and your no be no. And anything beyond this comes from the evil one. It, it, it literally, it's saying anything beyond this, anything less than this, Jesus it, it says is, is a lie. Anything beyond your yes being a yes and your no being a no is a lie. He says it comes from the evil one. It, it means that you have a, a, a different family resemblance. And you say, what are you talking about? Well, you remember Jesus is speaking to these same guys in John chapter 8. Let, let me share that conversation with you. John chapter 8, he's talking to these same Jews, these scribes and these Pharisees. And this is what he says in John chapter 8. Cody, John chapter 8. Here we go. Ready? He says, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth within him. Ready? When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And guys, that's what's at the heart of all of this. Who, who's your father? That's a popular comment today. Who's your daddy? Right? So, so tell me, who's your daddy? Who's, who's your father? Is it Satan, the father of lies? Or is it Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life? This is God's desire for you as his child to be a man or a woman of integrity whose yes means yes and whose no means no. I think David says it best, Psalm 56 or 51.6. He says, surely you desire truth in the inner parts. He's talking about the innermost being of me. Surely that's what you desire, God. And he's right. That's the point of all this that we speak the truth. Why? Because we're people of the truth. Do you see it? This isn't an exterior command. We're going to speak the truth because in the depths of who we are, we are people of truth. That's a tough one. I, I want to submit to you that it goes deeper than you might think. If you look into your own heart, into your own life, you might find the deeper that you dig, 
the more lies you've stored up, the more you've had to convince yourself of something, had to tell yourself something over and over and over again. Pretty soon you started to believe it. Maybe the more you you find that you're a teller of these things that you've labeled as white lies that are okay. It's just a little white lie. It's just making it easier on them. No, 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 friend. That's not what it means to be a truth teller in your innermost being. God desires truth in our innermost parts. Way, way, way down deep. That's what it's about. That's the heart of all of this. That's what Jesus is saying. You don't have to have a law code. You, you, you don't have to say, Pastor, I want regulations. When can I lie? When? You don't need that. You know what you need? In the depths of who you are, you need to be a man or a woman of integrity and truth. That's all you need. And if you'll just be that, none of the rest matters. All right? That's what he's getting at. Okay? So what do you do with that? Number one, you've heard it for three weeks now. What do you do? You've got to raise the bar. You, you've got to. This, this is the bar of what? Of God's children. Jesus is saying, this is what the children of God really look like. Remember, we're going all the way back to the Beatitudes now. Right? Who are kingdom people? What do kingdom people look like? Well, they're meek, right? They mourn their sin. They walk through all this. Jesus is still in that mindset. He's still expounding upon that. His sermon is based upon how he started the argument. He started the argument by describing kingdom people. And now he's going on to a, a further discussion of these kingdom people. Kingdom people look like this. They look like this. They desire truth in their innermost parts. So raise the bar. Don't accept Man-made stuff, man-made law. All right, it, 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 we, we just got to do away with it. Number two, you got to stop swearing. Okay, and I'm not, I'm not talking about cursing, though you should probably stop that too, okay? If, that, if, that's, if that's a common part of who you are, you should probably stop that too, okay? Uh, it, it, it's, you know, most of us don't sail a ship anymore, so you don't need to cuss like a sailor, right? Okay, we can, we're kind of all land lovers and we can pretty much understand land language. You don't have to speak like a sailor in our presence. All right, so do stop that. All right, but that's really, that's not at the heart of that. And, 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 and so, you know, sometimes we hear don't take the Lord's name in vain. Oh, that's talking about cussing. Well, not really. It's kind of talking about this oath thing that we're talking about today, right? Right? Don't call yourself a Christian and be a liar. You're taking the Lord's name in vain. When you say that you're a Jesus follower and you do everything counter to what the Bible says, you're a liar and you're taking the Lord's name in vain every day with your lifestyle, right? So, so here's what I mean. Stop, stop swearing altogether. Uh, I, 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 I'm talking about swearing on, you know, your mother's grave. Gosh, that's ridiculous. Right? It, it shouldn't be needed. You, you should never have to overemphasize that. And, the, the, and I know you're adults. You don't do the cross your heart and hope to die stuff anymore. But, but, but we do. We, we, we constantly promise things. Well, I promise. I give you my word. Hey, let's shake on it. What are we doing? We're trying to add extra emphasis. Guys, if we're following Jesus, should there really need to be any extra emphasis? Right? Should, should, is there any need for extra emphasis? Well, my, 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 my word is my bond. Well, yeah, it should be. You shouldn't have to tell me that. Your yes means yes and your no means no. You're a follower of Jesus, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, I am. Okay? So, so I encourage you, when it comes to this ordinary day stuff, man, just stop it. Just cut it out. When you catch yourself on the verge, don't need to. Don't need to. There may be solemn occasions. You'll know when those times are right. I promise. Number three. 
Number three, become a person of truth. Become a person of truth. I'm not just going to tell you to tell the truth. You need to become a person of truth, integrity, truthful in your innermost parts. At home, at work, at church, you speak the truth. You don't try to act like everything's okay. That means no more hiding, right? By the way, that's lying. When you try to hide something, that's a lie. Okay, just wanted to tell you, it just is. Okay, that half-hearted truth stuff, that's a lie, right? Whole truth, nothing but the truth. Isn't that the thing they make you say? So help me God. Well, we're not going to do that. We're just going to tell the truth. We're going to speak it. We're going we're to speak it in love. We're not going to hide it. We're going to be men and women of truth from the innermost parts of who we are. We're going to become people of truth so that when we walk into this world and we tell them they need Jesus, they're going to believe us because they can believe anything else we say when our yes is yes, our no is no. We're those kind of people. Therefore, when we speak about the greater things of much more importance, they can actually believe what we say. And they will not turn and say, why should I listen to you? You're just a hypocrite. Right? Become a man or a woman of truth. It'll change everything. Would you guys pray with me?